went in this weekend. We had a beautiful day yesterday uh, at um, uh, Upwards. It was a beautiful day. It was a great day for football and cheerleading. Um, but I just want to, and I know I don't have to, but I just want to commend uh, Preston and Tara and their endless hours uh, that they put in here at the church. Yes. Uh, not only did they do their normal Saturday right now on Upwards, uh, and, and they do that every week, uh, but then they, they went out to the turkey shoot uh, and headed up that uh, ministry, uh, I like that word, Preston, um, with uh, the fundraising for the mission team, and uh, were there. Preston, I understand you shot a gun three times. Did you win a turkey? You did. Are we going to have that this week? Gave it away. Good for you. Good for you. But uh, I just want to commend them for all the hard work um, uh, that they do every week. Uh, but I just want to want to commend them. Uh, and as Brother Preston said, look at you both. And this is going to be another, another busy, busy week. Brother Ron is cooking for us Wednesday night. It, right? Am I right? Okay. I want to make sure I didn't mess up again. And it's not grilled cheese and soup. He is cooking a turkey meal for us Wednesday night. Yeah, turkey meal. So if you're coming, you know, it's harder to multiply those turkeys. You know, you know grilled cheese we can stretch, but, you know, turkeys. So make sure you sign up in the back uh, for that. And then also this week, uh, the preschool uh, it's going to have their Thanksgiving meal, and that's always a blessing because the parents come and grandparents and the kids, and and uh, so we're going to have turkeys everywhere. And then on Friday, <laughs> supposedly on Friday, uh, St. Matt's will be here uh, to distribute more turkeys uh, to the needy of our community. Not sure of the time. Um, but, uh, so we'll have turkey this week, but I uh, hope that you'll be a part of that. Andy, I've been thinking about you all week. Because my passage of scripture today, when I decided finally this is what I was going to preach on, I thought of you. Because I figured, and I meant to get it to you before, because I kind of figured if I don't, he'll never find this book. So, Andy, here we go. Old Testament. Okay, Old Testament, towards the back. Habakkuk. You ever heard of that one? Habakkuk. Habakkuk. Okay, Habakkuk. I don't put the on, I guess. All right, but this morning, if you have your Bible, Turn with me to back chapter 3, and I'd like to read verses 16 through 19. Uh, it'll be on the screen, uh, Habakkuk uh, chapter 3, verses 16 through 19. Uh, this morning, the title of the message is Thank the Lord for His Character. Thank the Lord. For his character. So if you have your Bibles, Habakkuk chapter 3, beginning with verse 16. I heard, and I trembled within. 
My lips quivered at the sound. Rottenness entered my bones, and I trembled where I stood. Now I must quietly wait for the day of distress to come against the people invading us. Though the fig tree does not bud, and there is no fruit on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, Though the flocks disappear from the pen and there are no herds, herds in the stalls, yet I will celebrate in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. The Lord, my Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet like those of a deer and enables me to walk on mountain heights, for the, for the, this part I usually don't include, but it's there, it's part of scripture, but for the choir director on the string instruments. Okay, let's look at this passage of scripture this morning. Our Lord and his character. We find in this book in the Old Testament that we don't read about very often, and apparently I cannot pronounce it correctly, but Habakkuk. As we look at that book, he was a prophet in that day. Some would say it was in a dark time of the children of Israel. Because as you know, in this time period, God's voice was not as loud. It was a time of silence. But this prophet continued to preach against the sins that Israel and others were committing. He did not give up, even though he wished there was a a greater voice of God behind him and in front of him that would affect the people to the extent that there would be repentance. And so we find that Habakkuk uh, was preaching God's word, but, but at the same time, a lot of things were going on in the history of Israel. One, King Josiah had been killed. The nation of Israel was sliding back into sin. People were giving up their religious beliefs. People were giving up their political beliefs. They were just giving up in all things. Habakkuk himself personally was was struggling with with God's silence and, 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 and wanted God to come and to judge Israel. But we find in this third chapter of of this great book, the prophet prays for God to revive his work in Israel. Now, you know, I think that should be a prayer of all of us today. You know, as I listen to Franklin, Franklin Graham and others, we should be praying for a great revival in this country again. Amen? As we see the events that are happening in our world today, the topics, the things, the, the, the ungluing, as you might say, as things are coming apart at the hinges, we need to be praying, just like Habakkuk, that a great revival would come back in our country. Habakkuk, as he preached in, in, in this time period, knew that it would take a great revival to take place. And so towards that end, 
Habakkuk recognized the potential hardships that would come when God would come across and, and see what was happening and, and cast judgment. He, he knew what was taking place. But, beside, but, but despite those difficulties, he, he, he resolved to take joy in God's salvation. Some of you can remember back, it hadn't been that long ago, back in 2007 and 2008, when our economy here in America took a downturn. It was severe. It affected so many people. It affected people losing their homes and, 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 and a lot of, and, and losing jobs. And, and it was a time for some of desperation. You know, when people are desperate, people do some things that maybe normally they won't do. Desperation causes us to do things. But most of the time, desperation causes us to do things in a way we shouldn't do at all. But we say, well, I have no other alternative. Remember back when the trade... Sinners, 9-11 took place, and this nation was shaken, it was hit, people were just in unbelief that something of of this tragedy would, would take place, and you know what happened? I remember it clearly, on those days, people started coming to this church and other churches. In this community, all over America, people started coming to the church and said, can I I just come to the church and pray for a while? You see, things were so upsetting in the world. They started coming back to God's church. To coming back to God. You know, right now, compared to where we have been in other places... In our country, things are, are going pretty good in the sense of the economy. And, and, and a lot of people are not hurting as bad as other times. I know some people still are. But people are not hurting as bad. Things are, are a little better in the sense of our economy. But when, what do we do when we are in life's despair? When, what do we do when, when we, we just feel like there's no turning. There, there, there's just nothing that we can do. You see, this is where Habakkuk was. He, he looked at this nation. He, he looked and he wished God would have done more. He, 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 was, he was disappointed. But even as we read in the scripture there in verse 17, it says, though the fig tree does not bud and there is no fruit on the vines and though the olive crop fails, And the fields produce no food. Though the flocks disappear from the pen, and there are no herds in the stall, yet I will celebrate in the Lord. Are we willing to do that today? You see, right now we are blessed with many things. Many of us are blessed with a a job. Many of us are blessed with an income right now. 
So maybe it's not as, as, as a, 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 this, this thought upon, but, but have you ever been there? The fig tree does not bud, the fruit on the vine is not there, the crops have failed, the produce, no food. Have you ever been there? That's really the question. I, remember farmers, citrus? I don't remember what hurricane that stripped the fruit off the trees. And you knew that the next crop that was coming was going to be bare. Because a lot of the fruit had already been destroyed. Have you ever been there? What do you do? Here we find that that the prophet of the day, he said, Yet I will celebrate in the Lord. I'm glad that Miss Tara has picked I raise a hallelujah for our song this month. Because, you know, guys, we have a lot to sing about. We have a lot to praise the Lord, don't we? We have so much to praise the Lord about. We are blessed. But we also need to see that no matter what the circumstances may be, we need to take the joy of God's salvation and realize what God has done for us. I don't know what Thanksgiving means to you. I know all of us, we like to include a little food. We all know it's not a little. But uh, we, we include food. But you know, giving thanks. Giving thanks to our Lord. I know sometimes we say, well, he knows. But I believe sometimes, and I know I am guilty of not stopping and giving thanks to our Heavenly Father. And I believe each of us, I know sometimes we use the situation, we use the situation, well, preacher, things are bad right now in our family. Things are, the, things are not good. And I understand that, and I'm not trying to disrespect that. But even in the tough times, they're still where we should give joy to God. You see, Habakkuk was concerned that, that God's silence maybe meant other things. But let me tell you something. God had a plan. God always had a plan. And God knew that he was sending his son, Jesus Christ, to this earth. It wasn't that exact time, but God knew that that was the plan and it was coming And they would be, again, the time to sing hallelujah. But to look at the joy of what we have in our Lord. God. What has God revealed to you? What has God revealed to you? You know, sometimes, and I remember in my my ignorant days... And some would say I still have those, but um, you would go to art gallery and stand and look at art. You ever do that? Go to art gallery, look at art. Okay. Now some people, when they look at it, they look like they know what they're doing. You know, they're looking at it, and then you know, I always love to listen. You know, kind of eavesdrop, and you know, people they're staring at it, staring at it, staring at it. And then they come off with all this stuff that they see. And I'm thinking. And I always kind of look around. I said, maybe they're blocking something I can't see. 
I said, how do they see all that? What has God revealed to you? You think God wants to reveal himself to you? I believe every day he wants to reveal. And we need to see that, that sometimes, again, our attitude and our openness, are we willing to accept what God wants to reveal to us? He wants to, and he's done this, he, he reveals himself in the word of God. As we read the word of God, each word just gives us a, a, a little bit more of the picture of, of who he is. But also, God reveals to us himself through his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus reveals the picture of God. One of the things that he reveals to us is his love. F.F. Bruce once said, God bestowed his blessing without discrimination. The followers of Jesus are children of God, and they should manifest the family likeness by doing good to all, even to those who desire the opposite. God bestows his blessing without discrimination. His love. How has God demonstrated his love to you this year? The love of God, one of my favorite songs. Because it was my grandfather's favorite song. But the love of God, of how he has revealed himself without discrimination, how he has ministered, how he has been there. We find that God reveals himself through his love. And, and it shows us and reminds us how we should do the same. I was thinking of yesterday and the kids and the excitement and many times the little kids will come up to the adults. They'll come up to the adults and say, hi, you know, and, and they might know your name. They might not. They might call me Pastor Preston and, you know, things like that, but that's fine. You know, and they come and, and Preston and I and Tara will say hi back to them and they're so excited. Just because someone said hi to him. But guys, we, we need to see that the love of God is, is, is so wonderful and, and, and how we need to pass that on without discriminating that love to others. Think about how that love was given to us. And it wasn't held back. It, it wasn't, well, you know, they, they were a bad boy. The, you know, his love is there. But I also want us to see, not only is his love there, but another thing about our God, our Lord, our Savior, is his patience. How's your patience? You'd say, well, it depends. And Yeah, I, I've told you mine, you know, it depends. Some days and some things, I can be very patient. Other things, I, I, I have to be called on it. You know, I have to be calling. But you know, how patient is God? How patient has God been with you this year? Here's a question. How quick, how quick are you, or us, how, how quick are we to write someone off? 
How quick are we to write someone off? Maybe we meet them once, maybe we see them, maybe we've heard about them, and we say, oh, no, no, no way, no way. They shouldn't be around here. No, 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 no. I, we've heard the phrase, and I believe this, God is the God of second chances. You think that's true? Oh, I know it's true, because I wouldn't be here, and many of us wouldn't be here. Not only is God a God of second chances and third chances and fourth chances, God is a patient God. Many of us need to look to our spouse because they've been patient with us, haven't they? They've been patient with us. Woodrow Kroll said, learn from one who is patient with you and you'll learn to be patient with others. Our Lord God is patient. He works with us. One of the things that a couple of the, the men from St. Matt's from time to time will talk to me about, they said, it, they said they're grateful, but they said, how, how was God so patient with, with me when I was just out of control? Think about that. And that wasn't just them, that's us too. God was patient for the time and the place where he knew that he would be there and you would be there and it would be a homecoming. You see, this morning we're grateful for the character of our Lord because of his love and of his patience. But what about his salvation? Think about that. John Calvin said, Since no man is excluded from calling upon God, the gate of salvation is open to all. There is nothing else to hinder us from entering but our own belief. Unbelief, I'm sorry, our own unbelief. You see, his salvation. If you've experienced the salvation of God, then you have received a blessing. You have received a gift that is, that is it's hard to put in human terms. Isn't it? But we need to see what we have so that we can give thanks. But here's another attribute or another character a, a, a listing of our lord and that is his sovereignty his sovereignty you know sometimes i've asked that question i said what does that word mean sovereign or sovereignty it means that god rules over all space time and history it means that he created the world for his glory and directs the cosmos to his purpose. It means that no one can truly thaw his plan or frustrate his determination. It means that we are secure in the knowledge that God's sovereign purpose to redeem a people through the atonement accomplished by a son will be fully realized. Sovereign. This morning, as we, as we think of that, as, as we think of the importance of giving thanks, when we think of his love and we think of his patience and we think of his salvation and we think of his sovereignty. Now, I want you to go back in your Bibles and this time go to the New Testament and go to the book of Hebrews. Go to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Verses 26 through 29. Hebrews chapter 12. 
verses 26 through 29. It says, His voice shook the earth at that time, but now He has promised, yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. This expression, yet, yet once more, indicates the removal of what can be shaken. That is, created things. So that what is not shaken might remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. By it, we may serve God acceptably with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. I don't know if you understand just a little of that verse. But there's a lot of things in this world that can be shaken. Shaken to the core. We've seen pictures when earthquakes have hit certain areas and emptied grocery store shelves completely bare because of the shaking that took place. And we sometimes look at those pictures in awe. But this world cannot shake the Almighty God. His plan will stand firm. And when we think about that and we meditate upon that, there in verse 28 it says, Since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. I know sometimes we can be shaken. This world sometimes will shake us. We listen to the news. It will shake us. But the kingdom of God cannot. The kingdom of God cannot. That's why we need to, to be thankful for what we have. Be thankful for what we have in God. Coming to him even, even more and realizing that he is the rock that we can stand upon. The rock that can hold us no matter what is going on in our life. The rock that will be firm in whatever takes place. He is our rock. He is the author and the finisher of this kingdom. And he is unshakable. It means we can look past our immediate situation towards a kingdom that we're inheriting and one that we can trust that is steadfast, that is trustworthy. And it should cause us to be thankful. You know, as we hear of all the events that are taking place in our nation, and there's other nations going through turmoil, going through up risings and, and, and different things. We're, we're not alone. Isn't it reassuring that we've got a God through His Son, Jesus Christ, that said, let me go prepare a place for you. And if I go prepare a place for you unto, I will bring you back. I will take you. I will come and get you. And you know what? If God has prepared it, we don't have to worry about it. It will stand. 
Can you imagine if we had to go build the place? No, God did. It's unshakable. We need to see what God has done for us, and in doing so, be thankful for what God has done. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this day, and Lord, I pray that we would continue to be thankful for what you have done. Lord, you are so good. And Lord, as we look at your love and we look at all those things, that we would stand fast in all that we do. We ask this in your son's name. Amen.